What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gully, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today's guest is Stacey Strotman. She was born and raised in Covington, Kentucky, where she is a proud alum of Holmes High School. She received her bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Kentucky, then later on went and got her master's in public administration from MKU. Currently, she serves as the executive director of Covington Partners and was just elected to the National After School Association Board of Directors. Stacy, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you on because I've always looked up to you growing up. So oh, it's kind of you. like talking to a Covetonian, is that what we call them? <laughs> call us? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> so True Covetonians. Really? It's just like Covington is just amazing and people don't realize how great of a city it is, I feel like. Yeah. We I, get overlooked. I think we do. And I I think when folks say they love the Cove, I think we truly love the Cove, the whole, all of Covington and what it has to offer. So if you haven't visited Covington, it's right across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> it's the greater part of greater Cincinnati. You heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just go straight into this. So what is your story? Who is Stacy Strobman? So my story, as you mentioned, I'm born and bred in Covington. Um, I went all through Covington schools. I had my first experiences with Holmes High School as a as a little kid. My both of my older sisters were cheerleaders, so I went to all the football games, all of the basketball games, and I can just remember as a kid thinking, I can't wait for this to be my school or the gym that I get to play on. Um, I'm the youngest of three girls, which is, you know, my dad would say it was tough living in a house with, he even jokes, we had, he had three girls and even the dog was a female. And (laughs) (laughs) he, you know, my parents think everybody should have to raise three girls with one bathroom, but, uh, that sounds awful. (laughs) Just ask my dad. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, but you know, my, I have an amazing family of strong women, and my dad embraced that. And so um, even though I think he he wished he had a son along the way, um, you know, he, he, never, he never underestimated the power of a female. And he saw that my mom, he saw that my granny. And so we were raised to be strong women. I had a very disciplined life. You know, we had we had chores that we had to do each week. I can remember when we were growing up on Saturday, we, we could hear the kids outside playing and we were like dusting and cleaning the bathrooms, but we weren't allowed to go out until that one bathroom we cleaned. Uh, we weren't allowed to go out until our chores were done. Um, when we got older, the we had to be home by midnight according to the microwave clock. And I, all three <laughs> of us, my sisters and I, we would like sync our watches to the microwave clock because if you were one minute late you came in a half hour earlier the next time you went out so you know and at the time I hated that I hated that my parents just had all of these rules for us and just a strict upbringing but you know I think I think about that now and how it's translated into my life and 
the work ethic that I think it's instilled in us, you know, like even now I can, it's different. I know that there are people outside playing and I can't go out and play with folks <laughs> until I get my work done. And, you know, the work is never done, but you know, I, I, I pride myself in that. I pride myself in being raised in a, a house of, of strong women who, you know, my mom is creating a path for me be, even before that was popular for women to do. And so was my dad. But I think about how that translates into my work ethic. You know, I, I may never be the smartest person in the room, but I will most likely always be the hardest working person in the room. Um, and I got that from having that strict it's funny upbringing. You, it's funny how you say that, because it's like when I think of my upbringing, I had to be in when the streetlights came on. Well, not <laughs> yeah. in. I had to be in the backyard yeah, by yep. the streetlights. But when you think about it, I was always told that, like, you want to be the best worker you can be, no matter what you're doing, whether you are a janitor or you're the top person, you want to always give your best. Yep. And I think that's yep. kind of just instilled at such a young age. And I think like I'm grateful for that. And I feel like we can kind of relate in that sense is like having two parents in the household is definitely a blessing because not yes, many yep. people yep. from where we are have that like privilege. So it's kind of like we get to see both sides especially growing up in the area we grew up in. So it's very interesting to see how we turn it around and use it in our adult lives. Yeah, and you know, I've, I'm sure you've encountered this too, that as soon as I say I'm from Covington or as soon as I say I'm from Holmes, um, people have a preconceived perception of me and I feel like I have to work harder now to overcome that reputation that that folks have of of home students but you know I talk about this all the time with our current students those of us who went through homes I mean we're we're some of the most resilient people and we're some of the strongest working people I think um and and not many folks think of that when they think of Holmes high school that's that's so true though mm -hmm. because I remember this vividly I was in English 101 at NKU and, you know, like they do that little introduction. They're like, where do you go to high school and blah, blah, blah. So I went to, I was like, I went to Holmes and I'm like studying this. And someone was like, I heard them in the back. They're like, oh, they went to Holmes. They're stupid. And it was funny enough that like someone that went to Holmes with me was in the same class. And she literally turned around and she was like, but look where we are. Yeah. We're in yeah. the same class as you. So if we're stupid, <laughs> what does that make you? <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. I know. And and I've I've always kind of had a little chip on my shoulder about that. You know, like I'm before even people say something, I'm ready to defend us and um and I think that's motivated me to some extent. You know, I've I use that chip on my shoulder in terms of of how we design programming here in Covington Partners so that our kids have that equal footing when they get out into the world or you know that people have just a different perspective of our kids that I, I truly want to change that because we deserve so much better than what people think of us and what they continue to think about our students you know I moved into a new neighborhood um, a few years ago and people were asking where you know where your kids go to school and my oldest has been in Covington schools since kindergarten she's graduating this year but and I would say she goes to Holmes. She's graduating. She's graduating. I know she's oh a senior. Oh my gosh, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So, you know, we would have that conversation. And I would say they go to Holmes, and I got really comfortable with them 
being uncomfortable with that. You know, like there would be this awkward silence and I would just let it be. Like, if you're uncomfortable about this, that's on you, not on, not on me. Um, but you know how her upbringing is going to define who she is. And I think that Holmes provides, or just being in Covington altogether, it just provides a unique perspective, yeah, it, unique different. experiences that outweigh any other education that she would get at a different school. I'm blessed. Like I, like, <laughs> I feel that way I, too. I like say that all the time. Is like people are like you went to Holmes. I'm like it was actually not bad. Like I loved it there, and like I feel like I wouldn't be who I am now right. without it. Because right. like my parents like did think about sending me to Scott or something, but it was like no, like we're gonna stay here, and this is what you make it. Like yep. Yep. my parents were hard on me, but I respect it. Like it made me who I am now, and I'm appreciative of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So it kind of wants to lead me into the next segment, which is the next question. So like, what inspires you? But more importantly, what ignites your why? Well, I think I kind of already spoke to it. So strong women who paved the path for me inspire me. Um, and I feel like I need to continue that. So, um, you know, a lot of what I do, it's not just for other women who might come behind me, but it is for people who have been marginalized in some way. I feel like I, I, I agree. I'm, I feel so blessed. Um, and I, I kind of remember being in like, I don't know, maybe my eighth or ninth grade year of high school, middle school thinking I am blessed. And you know, like, I don't know. I just had this realization that I was, I have some type of privileges that I did not earn. Um, you know, neither one of us got to pick who our parents were. Right. Nobody does. So, um, but it hit me that I do have some advantages and that there are a lot of people working on my behalf so that I can have those advantages and have this path. And so I've always felt like I needed to give back to that. Even with, you know, um, some of the teachers I had, like Miss Tennis or Miss Gregory or these women who were so strong and they just were encouraging. I, I still admire my um my PE teacher from elementary school Miss Cameron she was one she was a female PE teacher which wasn't that common and she just always pulled me aside and saw something in me that I probably wouldn't have noticed in myself at that age and just encouraged me and so I, I feel like that that created my purpose for doing this work that I wanted to give back in a way that people gave to me and certainly try to level this playing field for people who are marginalized and I, and you know I think as we've talked about our students in Covington aren't given enough credit for who they are and I want to help out with with that in terms of igniting my why I think that I think that this is why I'm on earth and I think we all I don't know I, I that's been a journey for me trying to figure out am I who I want to be when I grow up but I can't imagine anything else that I would want to be and it makes me tear up a little bit just thinking about, you know, the path that I've taken and how it's gotten me to the position that I'm in. And and I don't take that for granted. So, you know, I, I think every day when I get up, I want to be a better version of myself and and give back to a community that's been so good to me. Well, I can say this, like, as someone who grew up in Covington schools and my life would not be the way it is now 
without the organization you work for. Oh, gosh. Well, now you are going to make me cry. (laughs) And I just, I truly mean that from, like, the bottom of my heart. Because it's, like, I always thought that, like, I had it all. Because, like, my parents did provide for me. My parents did very well. Like, we lived paycheck to paycheck. But they always made sure I had what I needed. I know. But, you know, my parents were the same way. But I never knew that. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't a burden for me to think about. They hit it so well. But... I'm sure your parents did the same thing. And now it's, like, you see, like, what they've been through, but then, like, seeing, like, my friends and how, like, they've moved multiple times within a school year. But then, like, the big pivotal moment for me was when I joined the mentoring program through Covington Partners. Um, I would not be here where I am now without my mentor. Yeah. So, like, Tom has played a massive role into shaping me into who I am. But I also feel like it's giving me a platform to also give back and be that mentor for Javier. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of come full circle yeah, for me. Yeah, and I love that story. And it's just like being able to like be a positive example because like even though like I had like those like that good stable foundation at home, you still get those outsiders that say like, "Oh, you're from Covington. You're from Holmes." Like. You're not going to do anything like you're going to NKU like that's a terrible school. And I'm just like, it's my life. Yeah, like, it's my yeah. decision. And it's like you you have that chip on your shoulder, like you said, and you just want to prove them all wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's so much greatness within our community. But like, I feel like it's there's so much negativity out from the outside that gets shined on it. It's just like hard to like push that light through that tunnel, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I think all of us, you know, have had mentors, maybe not in the formal setting that we're able to provide through Covington Partners, but, you know, I have a mentor now. Angie Taylor is my professional mentor, and I would not be where I am without her guidance and, and you know, that relationship. And parents can only do so much. I do think it takes, you know, a village mm-hmm. to raise the next population and so the next generation but we're lucky enough to have the benefits of those mentoring relationships and then certainly give back i love it i love it i love it (laughs) so speaking of covington partners um most people probably are not familiar with what covington partners is Uh, do you mind just giving us a little bit more detail of like what covington partner does and the sole purpose of the organization yeah, so Covington Partners, it's it's unique because uh, the best way to describe it is the nonprofit arm of Covington Schools. Um, it was started by one of my favorite women in the world, um, Dr. Janice Wilkerson, who I will say, while my mom and dad, you know, provided that discipline for me and, and a start to that work ethic, Janice Wilkerson really helped me put that into action. Um, and she's someone that I... I strive to be like every day. But uh, when Janice started the organization, it was started as a drug prevention organization, um, drug and violence prevention. And, you know, she started doing programming and realized drug and violence prevention is really providing not just evidence-based programs around drug and violence prevention, but providing holistic support for a child from early in kindergarten until they graduate. And so those support programs ended up being mentoring, um, out of school time programs, family engagement, health and wellness, all the things that, you know, you got to be a part of. But, um, what's kind of crazy is that 
when she separated, so Covington Press started under the umbrella of a school district. She made it a nonprofit in 2004. We had $25,000 in the bank, and now we're operating a $1.2 million annual budget. It's crazy the amount of growth that we've seen in the in the past year. But, um, you know, Covington Partners is just a way to provide that extra support, support that our students and families sometimes need. Um, and it, I love graduation day. I talk about this every year, but it's for many of our students, as I watch them walk across the stage, I know the mentor who's been with them, or I know, you know, what after school programming they've been a part of, or I know their family came to certain events. And I just take a lot of pride in thinking I, I might have played a small part in them being able to walk across the graduation stage. And then if anybody's been to a Holmes graduation, you know how big yes. of a party that is. But you know, like, I love it. Like, I love that our families get so excited about this milestone in a, in a child's life. And it's just a blessing to be a part of that through Covington Partners. I love it. I literally <laughs> do. Like, I always go back to graduation, even though it's like, I don't really know anyone graduating, but it's just good to see, like, kids walking across the stage, yep. dancing across yep. the stage, because yep. it's a great moment. And yep. it's like, you don't want to take this moment away from them. So I totally get it. Um, could we go a little bit more in depth of like the programs we offer now? Um, so it's, I know we have like after school programs, mentoring programs and everything else of that nature. Do you mind giving us a little bit more detail of like what those programs entail? Yeah. So at, we offer an array of out of school time programs. Um, we offer before school programs. So some of our students are getting there at 715 and working with a teacher on a few things before they get breakfast and start the day. Um, so we have quite a few students who do that. Every day we have about 800 kids who stay after school with us from three to six. And um, so each school has about 100 students who start their time after school with WIN time. It stands for what I need. And then that's more of an academic support or enrichment. And then they transition into some youth development that really hones in on what their skills and interests are. Um, and then we finish up with, with some dinner and are able to transport them home. Um, for a lot of our kids, there is not a three o'clock bell, which, you know, my big dream is that we get a, get rid of that three o'clock bell and that we just transition all of our kids into this out of school time programming. Um, so that's pretty big for us. Um, and it's, it's all the way from K through 12th grade. And then our mentoring program, as you know, is, is, is grown over the years. We're up to about 270 matches, one-to-one um, -one matches, third grade through 12th grade. Um, so folks can be a lunch buddy, which as you figure out is lunch with a little buddy and it's 30 minutes um, or an after-school buddy, which is after school. Um, and then we at the sixth through 12th grade level, you can either be a community-based mentor or a school-based mentor. Um, and community-based is your typical doing stuff with them out in the community and then and then school base is coming into the school. We are also, um, there's a couple of different things that we're launching through our new strategic plan, but one of them is our work-based mentoring program where we're actually taking juniors and seniors and small cohorts out to Covington-based businesses and just doing some career exploration, um, teaching students those transitional skills or what some people call soft skills so that they're ready for the workforce. Um, and then, you know, my hope is that we have a lot of people talking about not having a talent pipeline here in Covington. Well, this is a perfect way to help develop that diverse talent pipeline that we're all struggling with right now. Um, 
it's a great way for businesses to be a part of the solution. So that's launching this year. We just uh, we just partnered with Covington Business Council to bring that to um, our our goal was seven to ten businesses, and we're already up to eleven businesses that we're working with, and and I think that that's going to continue to grow. Um, we do health and wellness, a, a wide variety of initiatives just to help students make those healthy choices for um, their mind and their body. Um, and then we, everything that we do is, the foundation is drug and violence prevention. Um, so we continue to look at what that data looks like for our students, which has been drastically declining over the past few years, um, particularly with, with tobacco and alcohol. Um, our students do make good choices and the data prove that, um, but I think it's helpful to have these support programs that, that we're providing in each of the schools. Um, as we move forward, we do have a strategic plan and I mentioned the work-based mentoring, um, but we're also launching individual strength plans for our students, which I think are gonna be transformational for many of our students. So through an individual strength plan, students will identify their top five strengths for from a values and action um, character assessment. And I, I mean, I cannot wait for a student. I, I want to be there when a student gets their top five strengths. I mean, we're just, you know, we're operating a summer program right now and we have over a thousand kids coming into our summer programming and we've really embedded social emotional learning into that programming. And we did some small groups in one of the elementary schools and what we quickly found out is, and we know this, but this is just, you know, validating those thoughts that our students have been through a lot of trauma in the past 18 months. And Many of our students don't know that they possess strengths. They don't, and they mm -hmm. can't. They can't articulate what those strengths are. And so, I cannot wait for our kids to get these top five strengths that they have, for them to realize that they have these strengths and to be able to use them in a way that um, helps them meet some goals that they've set for themselves. So, lots of good stuff happening in Covington That's so Partners. So cool! I know. I it love is. it. So first of all. If you live in Northern Kentucky or the greater Cincinnati area, please, please check out Covington Partners website and sign up to be a mentor because I promise you the slogan is real. Mentor one student and change two lives. I promise you, you will not only see the growth of the child you're mentoring, but you'll also see the growth in yourself. But to what you were just talking about, like I think that's super amazing just because like, as a young kid, like it's very hard to pick out those strengths, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you're constantly hearing like the negative things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very easy for people to point out what you're doing wrong to where like, oh, like you're really good at this. So let's try to focus on that and see like where that can take you. So I think that's like a positive thing that could happen. Yeah, or just, you know, I remember I've always been, um, I don't know. I, I've always been loud. I've always been talkative. I've always wanted to take control. And so as a, as a female growing up, I was told I was bossy or I was told I was nosy or I needed to stay in my lane. You flip that into some character strengths while I'm passionate or I have leadership abilities. And that's what we want for our kids. You know, like we want them to take what people have been saying that are negative about them, which are really their strengths that they just need to use differently or think about differently. You know, that's, that changed my life when I got, when I realized, yeah, you're loud, but that's because you're, you're passionate. This and is your psychology <laughs> degree. She's yeah. using her degree. Yeah. But you know, 
I want that for our kids. I mean, our kids just, some of our kids just don't see how great they are. And I think that they're, they're going to really figure that out through these individual strength plans. That's, I'm super excited for it because I've seen the growth of Covington Partners from when I was a student to like where I am now as a 25 year old, which I bet that made you feel like a little. <laughs> you didn't have to say that, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, the one thing you did mention that like I want to talk about is the last 18 months have been hard for a lot of people. Um, being in the nonprofit field for yourself, but also having to like change your whole lifestyle. Uh, how have you been taking care of yourself mentally? Um, well, there's two things that happened in the past couple of years for me. One, yes, the global pandemic that we all experienced. Um, but I also went through 2019 was actually my most difficult year because I went through, um, I was diagnosed with Meniere's disease, which is not all that well known, but, and it has a, ver a, a range of, um, severities that people experience and mine seemed to be on the more severe side where I was having vertigo five or six times a week. Um, and it, it, I wasn't able to drive for a period of time. I was going to have to have surgery. I also tore my ACL that same year. Um, so never in my life did I have surgery. And then all of a sudden I have, um, two surgeries in one year. So my life had to change drastically in 2019 and I was forced to slow down. I was forced to approach my work a little bit differently. Um, but I was also reminded not to take things for granted. You know, like we're not, we're not promised our health day to day or we're not promised the next day. Um, and so I needed to, I needed to figure out how to take care of myself. I can remember going to the surgeon, um, that I went to, to do surgery for my vertigo, um, on my ear. And he said, I'll do the surgery, but it's not going to work unless you figure out some things on your own of how to manage stress. So, or how to, you know, manage your time or, you know, the workload that you have. And so as I was going into 2020, I was starting to kind of figure that out. Now, what 2020 did was it helped me have the time to do that. You know, we all had a little bit more time at home, a little bit more downtime. Um, and I used that to my advantage. I, I figured out how to put my, put my work in a distinct amount, like eight to four is my work time. Um, I, at this point, rarely take work home now. Um, I work my guts out from eight to four, and then I turn off my laptop and I go home to my kids and my family because they they need me, and I wasn't there for them the way I needed to be. And I need that downtime as well. And nothing motivates you more than a health scare. Um, and I I exercise quite a bit. So early mornings, I like to get up and get a workout in. Um, I feel like if I get up early work out and make my bed. I feel like I've already conquered the world before I even get to work. Um, and that's just a time for me to, it's usually by myself. Sometimes my husband will get up and run with me, but it's just a time for me to kind of like put the day in perspective and think about what's on the list and get any stress out that I've, that I've carried from the day before. Um, and I'm, I'm a person of faith. And so taking care of myself also means, you know, spending some time in prayer or uh, meditation and really knowing that I'm not in control of all things at the same time. You, hearing you say that is like one, you're super, super strong, but two, hearing that you're not taking work home. <laughs> Cause I only knew like Stacy Strotman <laughs> is like work, work, work yep, always. Yep. You would be here till like seven o'clock sometimes like, 
but it's nice to know that like sometimes we need a mental break yeah yeah and it's okay to like take a step back and just live in the moment and i think like you can see like i can see the body language change with you because <laughs> like before because like i really haven't like sat down and spoke with you in a few years because like i went to grad school and like moved on from like working in the school district but like before like you could tell that like you were under a lot of stress uh, just because like with everything going on and like this this and that like deadlines to meet but now it's like you seem very relaxed which is a good thing that is a good thing so and i'm glad i mean i i think some of that also comes with age too you know i i did have to work really hard especially coming you know when you grow up in a school district and now and now i've come back to work work here some of the people that are now my peers were once my teachers and so that's you know i've i had to work extra hard to prove myself as an adult versus them seeing me still as a student uh, trust me i know <laughs> i know because there would be times where like i'm like oh like you taught me in high school and now like i'm drinking with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah i mean in some cases i've supervised people who you know were teachers when I was in school here. So that is a little bit different. But as I age, I think that um, it's just gotten easier for me. You know, the work is not easier. It's I can I can manage it differently. Um, I, I have a lot more confidence in myself than I did, you know, a year ago or five years ago. Or I mean, I've been in the district now 22 years and which is kind of crazy to think about. But you just grow as you get older. And I've tried to, you know, take my experiences and my lessons and learn from them. And, and I just, you know, after being sick, I, I knew if I got on the other side of it, I just wanted to be a better version of myself. And I think that this helps me be that. That's amazing. Thanks. Well, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank and it's you, an honor to you, sit and talk you with you. For coming on and just telling your story. Cause I feel like it's a different side of you that people don't necessarily get to I guess see, I was going to say see, but you won't be able to see this, but hear this side of you. Um, so if anyone wants to continue having a conversation with you about anything that we just talked about, whether it's Covington Partners or your upbringing or anything, how's what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, um, I'm on LinkedIn, so folks can connect with me there. Um, and you mentioned our website, so it's mycovingtonpartners.org and uh, my contact information's on there. I love meeting with people. I love meeting with especially young women who are trying to figure out what their path is, um, especially, and especially kids of Covington. I, I just like to help, I don't know, give some insight and some guidance on next steps for them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you guys wanna donate to Covington Partners, uh, I will put the link in the description below. I will also put all of Stacy's information in the description below as well. Thank you guys for listening in. And always remember, find your purpose and ignite your why.